Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, beautiful people, to the All In Elements podcast. Let's get comfortable, okay? Um, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. You are so welcome. And you are so welcome to join this family. You're so welcome to uh, subscribe to this channel. You're so welcome to leave comments. You're so welcome to turn on that bell notification so that you could get all of the deeds when the deeds are coming. You hear me? Um, welcome back, beautiful people, to the All In Elements podcast, where you're always going to find me, your girl, your pusher, your number one motivator and supporter and hype man, because I come here to hype you up and push you into your greatest potential. You hear me? None other than me, your girl, Sharon Yvonne, and it is an honor and pleasure to be back in the studio talking to you, okay? Um, this month of October um, is a heavy month, you know? It's a lot going on, and, um, you know, we've talked about how it is breast cancer awareness month and i know that, that that's really really big if you watched the show a couple of days ago you already know i spoke upon that um we're not gonna talk about that today <laughs> um another very important um awareness that i wanted to bring to a lot of people's attention um and, and most of us are very much so aware of it already um and most of us either know someone who have experienced this know or have experienced it ourselves, um, whether on the victim side or the abuser side. Um, but October is also um, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And we're going to talk about what domestic violence is. We're going to talk about um, the help that's out there. We're going to talk about um, ways that we can speak up and ways that we can be advocate for other people. Um, and understanding... Uh, Abuse on that level. You know what I'm saying? Um, domestic violence. Let me just read, you know, the dictionary version, and then I'm going to break it down. Now, the reason why domestic violence is so dear to my heart, you guys, um, growing up, uh, I had to witness, um, not my mom, because my mom is a straight thug. Uh, I think that's where I get it from. But I had to witness people that I love very dearly to my heart, be abused. Um, so at a very young age, it created, and this is healing for me, so um, I hope that it helps you heal too, but it created this rage and anger inside of me, um, and it made me formulate this feeling of hatred. Um, and please forgive me for that, because no one, we shouldn't harbor hate at all. Um, but it, it created this rage and this anger and this hatred feeling inside of me. So if I knew anyone, if you were a person who was an abuser, where you victimize other people, you abuse other people, and I mean whether it was uh, your partner or even children, I could, like, it was like a no, it was a non, it was a, the connection was off. Like, I couldn't myself wouldn't allow me to even look at you, smile at you, talk to you. Like, I was just like, no. Now, it went so deep, you guys, that even if I just knew you you hit women or you hit men, like, and, and understand this, domestic violence is not always the men 
abusing the woman. Now, a large percent of that is men abusing women. Um, a large, like in the 90s, large percent. That is the men abusing the women. But there are cases where the women are abusing men. There is never a reason. There is never an excuse as to why you are putting your hands on another individual that is supposed to be your partner, supposed to be your lover, supposed to be your mate, supposed to be your husband, supposed to be your wife, supposed to be your covenant ship partner, supposed to be your praying partner. <sighs> Let's get into it. Um, so as a child growing up, I like I said, I developed this um, anger and this frustration that I wasn't very proud of, but I couldn't resist it. Like, if anybody would be like, what is the one thing you hate? I hate abuse. I hate domestic violence. Like, I cannot stand it. I, like, it, like even if I could see it or I witnessed, like, you guys, it's like fight or flight. So you know that feeling of anxiety, of that buildup that you get, like, when something is happening? Like, as a child, it freaked me out, um, witnessing people that I love get abused. And I'm like, like, it did something to me. It, like, put me in this rage. And first, it was fear. It started off with fear because it was something I've never experienced. Mind you, my mama don't play that. So I never had to deal with domestic violence in my home. But my family growing up, we were so family-oriented that, like, we would all be at auntie's house and uncle's house and often. So whatever dysfunction or toxic behavior was in that house, we had to endure it. Um, well, that stopped me from um, involving myself with the going to aunties and people's houses because I couldn't adjust, like, to that. Like, I remember the first time, you guys, I witnessed it, and I was in so much fear. Like, I ran under the staircase, and I just covered my ears. I was a little girl, and I covered my ears. I had no clue what this was and what it looked like. And it was just seemed like it got louder and louder to where I just ran outside. I was just like, it was, and from that moment, and I can't remember exactly what age I was, but I had to be like, mm, I was in elementary, I know that. And it freaked me out. It freaked me out, like, real bad. And I was like, okay, um... I don't know about that. And so it followed me throughout my life. So even in the now, I find myself, um, I can't engage with someone that put their hands on women. Like, I can't, or even women that put their hands on men. Like, I just can't. Like, it, because it puts me in that rage. And I'm trying to come out of that, y'all. But it's like, I don't like that person. I can't be around that person. It's not that I don't like them, but I don't like the behavior. I don't like the action. And we are what we do. And my thing is, we'll talk about it. So domestic violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It says, what is domestic violence? Violent or aggressive behavior within the home, typically involving the violent abuse of a spouse or partner. Domestic violence is a pattern of abusive behavior in any relationship that is used by one partner to gain or maintain power and control over another intimate partner. Um, 
the basic definition, right? Um, what I find that domestic violence goes beyond just the physical, um, but it's the mental abuse, the emotional, emotional abuse, the verbal abuse. There's so many ways to abuse people. Um, and uh, I want to talk about it because... Recently, I just saw on social media a young lady um, who was gunned down by the father of her children, her children's father, um, gunned down in the presence of her children and her parents um, due to domestic violence. Now, this is not the first, right? Um, I can't remember what year it was, but it was a year where a lot of women were dying behind the hands of a man beating them or becoming so over possessive and controlling that they murdered them in some kind of way, whether it was due to stabbing, shooting, strangulation, something. Um, and it was, I was, it broke me, you guys. I can't even lie. Like it was a broken moment. Cause I'm like, every time I turn around, there's, you know, somebody's getting abused and dying behind it. Um, some people might feel like it's not that harmful, but it can become very harmful. Um, we're going to talk about the stages leading up to domestic violence. We're going to talk about, um, you know, signs to look for and ways to get out and how it's not always easy. And we're, and those of us who never experienced domestic violence or never been in a situation where we felt like we were held against our will or, or, you know, afraid that if we make this move, this is going to happen. Um, we don't know how to really respond to situations like that. And we like, girl, just go, girl, just go, girl, just go, get out, get out, get out. And yes, that's what we want them to do. That's what our soul desire is for them to do. get out, get away. But that's not always the case because when fear sit in, fear will have you subjecting yourself to situations that you know are not good for you, and you're trying to mentally figure it out. Oftentimes, people have to figure it out mentally and emotionally because that emotional attachment is deadly. You hear what I'm saying? It's very serious and it's very severe. So let's talk about this. Um, the importance. Domestic violence can be a widespread challenge because individuals may not know what to do if they suspect someone is experiencing abuse. Additionally, some survivors do not seek medical care for injuries and or afraid to leave the relationship with their abusers. For this reason, awareness is often essential. So this is the importance of why awareness is so important because we have to be the voice. We have to be the advocate. Um, this even goes back to those people who have the heart to help. When you step into a situation to help someone, you have to be calculated. You have to be, you have to be thoroughly have thought this thing through and you cannot do it by yourself. There are so many people ha who have gotten into situations at the spare of the moment and end up hurt and end up dead because they're trying to help a friend or trying to save a, you have to 
And I'm not saying don't step in right away. What I'm saying is you have to be mindful of what you're doing and how you're doing it. So there's ways to do this. And the reason why I think it's so important for us to educate ourselves on this, because eight out of 10 women are getting abused. That's a lot. That's a lot. That is a lot. About eight out of 10 women are being abused. Some women may have never been physically hit, but emotionally abused, verbally abused. And emotional and verbal abuse is what stick with you probably the longest. Because we never make, we never forget how people made our, us feel. That brokenness. Words can break your spirit. Words can break your heart. Words can break your focus. Like, when people abuse you in some kind of way, there's even financial abuse. But the ones, you know, so, um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional about this, but it's just, it's a passion of mine to talk about it because I know how it makes me feel. Um, and I've witnessed it way too many times. I've witnessed it driving down the street and I hit a U-turn to come back. Like, if you don't get your hands off of her. Now, granted, I wasn't being very calculated and I wasn't being, being very mindful, but it was fight or flight. And sometimes we respond out of fear. And I believe that's what my responses usually is. Just this year, when I was um, getting ready to go to Japan, you guys, I had to go to AAA to get my out-of-state license because I wanted to drive the, the uh, Mario Kart carts in the street. So we're going to um, AAA in Inglewood, and as I'm going to AAA, me and one of my coworkers, we're driving, and this man is chasing this woman down. And I pray that she is okay to this day. Chasing this woman down, you guys. And... um. And he's, like, kicking her. I, like, and mind you, I'm in a parking lot. Nobody drives fast in the parking lot. It's not okay. Don't drive fast in the parking lot. I swooped that Jeep around so quick, y'all, and put up on him. Like, you better get your hands off her. And I'm on the phone with the police because what you're not about to do is abuse this baby. You guys, on the phone with the police. So there's police in this shopping center. So they're coming toward the situation. They do absolutely nothing. They're like the little bike people um and they're coming toward the situation and then he tell her get up and get in the car she gets up and get in the car and my heart drops reason being i said because he's gonna probably take her home and beat the mess out of her and i just my heart was just like it was so heavy it was heavy the rest of the day and i was like god please protect this baby protect this baby every time i see a person getting abused my thought is protect this person like, give them a way out. Give them the ram in the bush because this can't be it. Give them, because some, understand this, some people don't make it out. Some people do not make it out. And that is a scary part. Um, Purple Thursdays or Go Purple Day is a national day of action each October during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. So on Thursdays, we wear purple. Purple is, um, you see the purple sweater. And let me tell you how um, God just aligned things. I had already planned to put this on, right? Um, but then I ended up doing the breast cancer awareness. So I was like, well, let me change it to my peak because 
I was doing breast cancer awareness. And then when I was like, because I did my research regarding the domestic violence, even though I know my own history of domestic violence, I always want to give you factual information um, about domestic violence as well, because I don't know everything. Um, and I was like, I'm going to put that purple outfit back on. And then when I did the research and I found out what I knew, I didn't know. I mean, I knew, but I didn't really put the two and two together that, you know, the purple ribbon is for uh, um, domestic violence. And I had this purple sweater that I was already going to wear. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Okay, purple. <laughs> so in October on Thursdays, we wear purple um, in awareness of um, domestic violence. Um, I will be having purple on this Thursday, next Thursday, whatever left Thursdays of this month. Um, but yeah, purple. Um the history of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, um, it evolved from the Day of Unity in October 1981, um, conceived by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. The intent was to connect advocates across the nation who were working to end violence against women and their children. So many women, and I think that we forget how it has a direct correlation um, to... to how our children are raised. Now, understand this. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's situation is different. Growing up, we can all, me and my brother and sister can all be raised in the same exact household, same exact morals, same exact values, same exact rules, same across the board, same. And what I loved about my mom was, even though my brother was my brother, she had a son, she didn't change the rules regardless. Me, my sister, and my brother had the same exact rules across the board, no matter what. Um, but even growing up in the same household under the same rules and regulations, um, people still come out to be different. So a child raised, children being raised in a domestic violence situation, they get raised different. Some people shy away from it and never create an environment where violence is ever tolerated. Some people adapt to think that that is okay. That behavior is acceptable. That behavior is normal. They, they, they put it in the norm and it's not, it's not living in fear is not normal. Being afraid is not normal. Scared and fear for harm on your life and someone controlling your every second move and moment. It's not okay. Do you hear me? Not okay. So people grow up to do different things. Some boy, young boys grow up to think that it's okay to abuse women because that's what they've witnessed. That's what they've seen. That's what they think authority is. That's what they think being a man is. It's not. It has nothing. Abuse has nothing to do with being superior. It has nothing to do with being in power. It has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. It has absolutely nothing to do with none of the above. Abuse has nothing to do with your power. Understand that. Okay. Um, so people grow up to be do different things. Some boys grow up to abuse women. Some don't. Um, some women grow up to make sure abuse is never involved in their household. Some women do the same thing. I've seen it all. I've absolutely seen it all. Absolutely seen it all. Um, it's scary, though. It's very, very scary to witness. It's very, very scary to see. 
um, all the craziness, you know. And although my heart goes to the the women and men that experience abuse, um, my heart breaks for the children that have to witness because they're they're getting abused as well, mentally, emotionally. Um, they're being abused and um. I have a soft spot for children and being a child who had to witness it um, and seeing some of my cousins had to witness it and seeing how they are today, it directly shaped who they are in this day and time. Um, And it's heavy. It's very, very heavy. You know, some people grow up to do drugs. Some people grow up to be alcoholics to try to drown out. Um, the pain, the memory, the trauma um, that they see when they close their eyes or even open their eyes. Um, And it sucks, you know? It sucks because you want to save the world, and especially those people that are close to you, and you, like, trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, I'm a prayer, praying woman. I pray about everything, Um, everything. I don't care how big or small it is. I'm praying about it because I need to consult God about everything. Um, And when I'm so concerned and my heart is heavy, I just go straight into prayer, right? Um, Because I realize in some cases there's nothing that I can say or do because that person is not yet ready. So I pray. I pray for them to get ready. I pray for them to get, you know, released. I pray for them to get freedom. I pray for them to get, I pray. And some of those prayers have come to pass. Um, We'll go a little deeper about the experiences that I've had with it. Um, Me personally, I've never experienced domestic violence directly towards Sharon. Um, I've never allowed uh, any type of abuse, whether it's physical, um, emotional, verbal, or financial. Um, Not because I'm just a strong woman. It's just that the, my values and my morals align with the word of God. And my peace and my joy, like I told you, I'm going to fight for that. Um, I'm not willing to give my peace away. And I'm not willing to be with a man who that is supposed to protect me, um, provide fear in me. If I fear you, I don't want to be around you. And that's just how I feel about it. But, you know, everybody's different. Um, but moving on, what are five main types of violence? I wanted to talk about this because, well, I've already talked about it, but there's some that I haven't named. Um, using these as biases, we shall distinguish five interrelated types of violence. Physical violence, verbal violence, including hate speech, psychological violence, mental, sexual violence, and psychoeconomic violence. So there's so many different Ways to violate people. Um, and they have different effects on people. Some are direct. Some are indirect. Um, and I have something to say to... We'll talk about it. <laughs> the Center of Disease Control and Prevention identifies four types of um, intimate partner violent, violence. Physical violence, sexual violence, stalking, and psychological aggression. The reason why I thought that this was very important to talk about is because all the women 
and I have to say women because I haven't really uh, saw many um, when I researched. I didn't find really many men that died behind the domestic violence um, from a woman, but I did find a lot of domestic violence um, women who died behind domestic violence. And what happens is, um, when you're trying to leave, when you're trying to get away, when you're trying to escape, or maybe you're not trying to escape, uh, these men become very possessive and they become stalkerish and controlling. And the moment they feel like they're losing control, they'll take your life. Um, I believe that mentally, uh, these men should get help. Um, I think all of the above should get help. I think the women should get the get help. I think the abusers should get help. And the truth of the matter is, I pray for even the abusers. And I know people might find that to be weird, like why, why, why? But think about it. Mentally and emotionally, what is going on inside of this person that is so deranged and so damaging and so toxic that you think it's okay to pound on someone? Like, make it make sense. That you think it's okay to verbally say whatever you want to say, try to tear this person down, try to literally rip this person to pieces by what you're saying, where you put them on an allowance, like they can't have nothing, they can't go nowhere, they can't see family, they can't have friends. Like, you literally isolate this person from having a life. What is going on to where you think that that behavior is actually appropriate? So when I say I pray for the abusers, I have to. Because something's not right in them. Something is missing in them. And I'm not saying praying for them because, oh, I feel so sorry for them. No, praying for them because they need help too. And realize that me praying for them and them getting the help that they need actually benefits the society. Because men who are abusing women in any form of fashion are not good for society. That's just my personal opinion. Call it what you want. Call it what you will. I feel like certain people are just not good for society. They, 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 they're not adding to the success of society, but they're tearing it down. Um, and I think that abusers are fall under that category. Um, what are the three levels of violence? These are our signs. These are the things that people overlook, the red flags. Um, for instance, um, I had a, a really good friend. I have a really good friend. And one day she came to work and she was telling me about, you know, conversations that her and her boyfriend had. And in my brain, because, you know, I listen to everything. I pay attention to body language. I pay attention to wording. I'm going to listen. And then I'll speak. But first, I'm going to listen, get understanding, make my analyzation, and be like, oh, okay. So as she's telling me the story, in my brain, I'm like, and I said to her, I said, have he ever abused you? Oh, no, he would never, he would never, he would never. And I was like, okay, I'll take your word for it. But that conversation is very abusive. And she was like, well, that's just the way, excuse me, y'all, allergies. That's just the way he talked. 
I'm like, yeah, but it's aggressive. The behavior is kind of stalkerish. None of this is healthy. That was just my opinion. None of this is healthy. Um, not even a week later. Not even a week later, y'all. Because I really pay attention to people's aggression. I think I told y'all about um, a guy that I went on a date with and he was way too aggressive and grabbing and feeling and I didn't like it. That was the first date. That was the last date. Didn't last about a good two hours, but I was over it because I pay attention to people's body language. I pay attention to what people do. If you make me uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable and I'm going to speak up. Speak up. If you're uncomfortable in a situation, speak up. Don't settle for any type of relationship just to call yourself in a relationship. It's not worth it. Stop saying, oh, I'm staying together so my kids can have a father and a mother. It's not worth it. What good is it having two parents in a household when all we're teaching our kids is toxic traits? It's not building them up. It's not making them work harder or work better because you have two parents in a household. Some two-parent households are very dysfunctional, and it's not acceptable. I would rather have one parent in my house and be at peace than have two parents in my house and it's always in an uproar. You guys, I have dreams about this type of stuff. It was a job that I was offered, um, and I'm going to get back to what I was saying. I had a job that I was offering you guys, um, uh, to be a, um, a social worker for children, which is one of the hardest jobs to do. And they wanted me to have this job so bad. And it was one of my dream jobs, you guys. I, I really wanted to do it. And I, I had to turn it. I turned the job down. Um, I had a dream. And the dream was so clear and so vivid. And still to this day, I see the dream and it freaks me out. Um, but I walked into a house to do a wellness check on the children. And right before I got there, the man was beating the woman. Well, no, he wasn't beating the woman, but I guess he was aggressively talking to her. So I go to the house, check the children, say hi. Now, what you have to understand is I pay attention to everyone. I see how the children respond. I see, because usually tell them the man want to do all the talking. Don't let the woman say too much of anything. She's smiling, pretending. You got to pay attention to people's body language. You can't just go off of what people say because what people say never aligns with what they really feel most of the time. Um, and so I check the house out, and I'm getting ready to leave. So instead of me leaving out the door, I leave. I go to the bathroom. The bathroom is right there by the front door. The man doesn't know that I'm at the bathroom, but soon as he think I'm gone, he start beating her. Because he like, oh, she, she, she's the reason I'm there. She wasn't the person that called me. Uh, mind you, this is the me. Like, I feel like it's my first day at work, and this is what I. And I asked God to show me how bad it can be. He showed me, and so he started beating her, beating her, beating her, and then he runs to the door to see if I'm gone. So he don't see me at the door because I'm in this freaking bathroom, mind you. Domestic violence puts fear, rage, and anger inside of me. So I'm first fearful. I'm like, oh, my God, he's about to turn around and see me because I'm looking at him as he ran to the door to see what, that I was gone after he just hit her and the kids start screaming. You guys, I woke up in sweat, like, 
can't take that job. <laughs> it's not funny because I was really like, this is, and, and the truth of the matter is, it could probably, situations could probably be a lot worse than that. But that shook me. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I cannot do it because, I mean, I'll be the person to be like, these kids ain't staying here. And ma'am, if you don't get out of this situation, you ain't getting them. Like, because it's not fair to those babies. It's not fair. Um, so yeah, that shook me. But back to the story that I was telling. So my friend, I had the conversation. I asked her, like, you know, has he ever abused you? No, 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 no. Not even a week later, she called me crying. And I was like, what's wrong, baby? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she was like, Sean, he hit me. He hit me. And my heart dropped. Mind you, I saw it coming. But even when you see stuff coming, that don't change the fact that you're going to feel what you feel. It never does. You can see it coming miles and miles away. And once it comes, it still hurt. And she's crying on the phone. I'm like, where are you? I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. This man hit my friend, y'all. And um, she was like, he's never done this. He's never done this. So it's a matter of time before the verbal and aggressive talk and the um, emotional abuse becomes physical. It's only a matter of time. And we have to learn how to cut it off before it gets there. So let's talk about these levels. It says level one, early warning signs. Early warning signs of domestic violence. Now, oftentimes when we're dating, and I I, I find it mostly in dating, um, we uh, overlook the red flags. And I think we overlook them because we'd be so like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, we're dating, we're dating, we're dating. Please don't overlook the red flags. Please don't overlook the red flags. If you find a partner and they want to isolate you from your friends and your family, they don't want to go to family functions. They barely even want you to go to family functions, but it's too early in the game for them to actually tell you, hey, you're not going to that family function. Or you're not hanging out with your girlfriends. Or you're not going to brunch with the ladies. Uh, what? I mean, these are early signs of detection. Jealousy. Controlling behavior. Pay attention to what these people are saying to you. I'm saying what I'm saying because I know what I'm talking about. Pay attention to what they're saying. If they say, oh, my goodness, I can't live without you, um, I will do something, pay attention. Don't take it lightly. If they have a jealous spirit, pay attention. Don't take it lightly. <laughs> Come on now. They possessive. Pay attention. Don't take it lightly. 
disregarding your boundaries. Now, y'all know I'm a stickler about boundaries, setting boundaries and standards. Set those boundaries, set those standards. Do not cross them because whatever boundaries and standards you set, I'm going to respect them. Respect goes both ways. If they're not respecting your boundaries and standards, step away. That's not the person for you. And if ain't nobody told you yet, that's not the person for you. If they're abusing you, that's not the person for you. Yeah, I know that's your children's father. They're not the person for you. Take it how you want to take it, but somebody got to tell you that's not the person for you. Somebody that's gaslighting you, come on now. Come on now. It's the abuse. Even if they have violence toward animals or, trust me, people love animals more than they love people. But you got to pay attention to the side. If I see somebody that's overly aggressive to pets, I'm going to be like, you're crazy. Not just that, but you got to pay attention to the, to the signs. Aggression all the time. There's a time and a place to be aggressive. Understand it, because you're not about to talk to me crazy. You hear me? Someone that is always blaming others, that never take accountability, never. And when you take accountability, not just saying, oh, yeah, I was wrong, but correcting it. A person that never takes accountability, a person that always feel like they're the victim, a person that always feel like, oh, it's everybody else, everybody else, everybody else. It's you too. I'm just saying. People that use drugs, be very mindful because drugs will make you do a lot of unhumanized things. Drugs will put people in a mental place that they don't care about who they destroy along the way. I've seen drugs tear down families. I've seen drugs tear down households. I have seen drugs tear down marriages and relationships. If someone that you are involved with are doing drugs, these are warning signs, early warning signs. Person that's keeping secrets. They want to know everything you do it, but they ain't telling you nothing that they doing. They usually doing something. Um, excessive worry. They worry about everything you're doing. Pay attention. Threats of suicide. I'll kill myself. I'll kill myself. You. I do not want to be with somebody that wants to Romeo and Juliet themselves. No, thank you. Mm-mm. Because I'm not killing myself behind you, and I really don't want you killing yourself behind me. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. You have to pay attention to the early signs and the things that people are saying. I'm not living without you. Pay attention. Pay attention. Any form of physical harm, constant monitoring, they want to know what you're doing, where you at every second, when you leave there, where you're going, how long it's going to take. Okay. Hypersensitivity, mood swings. There are some moody men out here, and I say it all the time. Y'all so moody. Y'all more moody than us, and we got the hormones, the, a lot of hormones in our body. Um, prolonged periods of absence. So these are just different signs um, of early detection, and these all fall in the level one, early warning signs. Pay attention. Pay attention how a person acts when they start drinking. Pay attention. 
I've witnessed so many people that's drinking. And you can have a, be having a good time. You could be a fun drunk or you can be an abusive drunk. You got people that want to fight and be angry. You have...